Waiver. Tony Schultz. There you are. There we go, live and direct. Greetings, my friend Tony Schultz. This is And Another Thing with Dave. And we've got Tony on the line. We've been having technical difficulty, but you know what? Third time to charm. And it's finally working. Thank God. How you doing, Tony? Pretty good, Web. How about yourself? Doing all right. Doing all right. So crazy times we're living through right now, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the craziest. Yeah, I'm in Santa Rosa and, you know, fires were not far away. And I know you're sucking on smoke down in the bay, too. So thank God we got some blue skies around, huh? Yeah, well, this was the first day in like the last several that we, hello? Yeah. Well, there you are, that we haven't had smoke. And I don't know, it seems like you go back the last several weeks, we have a lot more smoky days than not. It's really grim. Yeah, it's been apocalyptical, to say the least. Crazy. Yeah. Very yeah, sad we were, times, actually. But yeah, we were talking about, so not only, you know, not only do we got that going on, the whole West Coast is on fire, you know, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. Yeah. Washington, Oregon, and California. <laughs> Other than that, you know, we have... What floods? <laughs> yeah, and uh, pandemic, right? Then we got a pandemic, and oh, yeah. uh, still got craziness going on with protests and cops killing people, unfortunately. Um, and now we got a president with COVID. So, uh, what's your take on that one? Uh, you know, Dave, the the irony is unbelievable. I'm. <laughs> This guy who's been downplaying this, telling us it was a hoax, not a big deal. And remember, this is a president, Dave, that said um, he wanted the churches fully open. He wanted them full by Easter. And I'm pretty sure Easter's in April. Here we are in September, and now the president gets COVID. Dave, you, you can't write this. <laughs> you can't write this stuff. It's unbelievable. You could not script this. Exactly. I mean, he's on tape making fun of people choking because he doesn't think COVID's real. Um, you know, he's on tape saying it's going to be gone by Easter. Da -da -da -da. Like, downplay, downplay, downplay. And then he says he never said that. Like, no, well, we all saw you say that. <laughs> Dave, I've, I've put on Facebook... Um... I posted on Facebook at least three or four times montages of he and right wing media, yeah, um, and right wing um, yeah, the other rather right wing politicians, you know, just downplaying this like it's no big deal. I mean, this is like for them to start saying that we've always taken it seriously or we never said that. How do they keep credibility with something like that, Dave? Right, because there's this thing called tape. You know, <laughs> so you can lie to me till I'm blue in the face, but if you're on tape, tell and I can see you saying the contrary. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. How do you come back from that? I don't know. That's that's funny how that works. Um, you know, but here's a, a party and a group, Dave, that hears the um, 
the uh, Bob Woodward uh, tapes, you know, for his, his interviews with Trump uh, for his book Rage, and Trump is just telling us that, yes, this is really serious. A lot of people are going to get this. Uh, it can really impact children. This is a very serious deal. And then yet tell the public that, no, don't worry about it. It's down to 15 people. We'll soon be down to zero. Nothing to worry about. It's another hoax. All this kind of stuff. And yet from our, our uh, brothers and sisters on the right, Dave, that's not a deal breaker for them. I just, yeah. how did that happen? Well, I can't tell you, but he did come out and say that the reason he said that is because he didn't want to run on masks and ventilators so that the frontline employees would be able to get Matt, right? That was his logic. That was his logic. But, you know, basically what he said a couple of different times is, that, you know, he didn't want to cause a panic. Dave. He didn't want people panicking in the streets thinking. Right, right, right. That is such right. a load of crap because so much of what Donald Trump does is try to rile people up and make them afraid. He, he's telling you that if you vote for Democrats, Dave, that, um, you know, suburbs will be destroyed and we'll have, you know, in Minnesota, he said not very recently that, you know, if Democrats win, you're going to have um, refugees like you've never seen before and everything's going to be ruined. So oh, and the caravan's I'm, coming, right? The caravan's coming. coming. Right. I mean, this They're is like invading. They're but he's invading. telling us that he's a guy that doesn't want anybody to panic. That's <laughs> it's all, crazy. It's all, it's all he does is incite, right? Come on. Exactly. I mean, he's absolutely lied about an unbelievably critical thing that's going on in our country and in the world. And Donald Trump has absolutely blatantly lied about it. And there's no way you can say that he didn't. It's on tape. And yet some of these people, Dave, like, no, not a problem. He's my guy. It's just never a deal breaker. And it, it just goes right back to Dave. You know, I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and not lose any votes. And that's the yep. way it is. It does. Cult and of personality. Um, what was that band? What was that band that had that song? Living Color. There you go. Man, that's it, right? That's Cold it. That's Trump. What the leader says is right. Even if the leader contradicts himself, he's still right. Right. Why are the you leader. not supporting our almighty leader? Yeah, well, when the leader's wrong, when he's lying to you, he's doing it for a good reason to help you. To help you, Tony. See, so you, you don't want to get scared. You don't want him to be all soft and just play by the rules, do you? It's uh, it's unbelievable, Dave. It, it, it's a phenomenon. It really is the way this guy can get away with stuff like that. Got it down Nobody to an art form. Nobody yeah. else can get away with this. No, no. But he's doing a tremendous job. Tremendous job. Best job ever. <laughs> Well, I mean, you ask him, he's, he's, sa he's saved millions of lives. Well, millions, Tony. Millions. Just don't count like, the ones we're bombing, you know. Don't count the 200,000 plus people. And again, Dave, look, you know, there's still so many of them that, oh, well, the numbers are lies anyway. It just doesn't matter. Whatever makes Trump look better in, in some of our 
our Facebook friends, Dave, this Scott and Andy and Eddie and, and these guys, it's, you know, those Klingons, let's call them Klingons because they cling on to that. They're, they're, they're those personality over or over uh, policy guys. Right. Yeah. Clearly that's what it is, Dave. They think this guy came down from the heavens to save them. Right. From, and, and, and they're convinced that he's, doing things in their favor. Well, that's, what the, that's what the whole QAnon thing's about, Dave. You know, I mean, you have a guy that he's he's not Q. Somebody else is Q, you know, that's very high up in the government, um, that's eradicating all these uh, pedophiles and thieves and con men, and, and Trump is there to, to take him to task. <laughs like, oh, literally though, Dave. So Donald Trump if is only, a savior, right? If only that person existed. It's just absolutely crazy, Dave. When you add in the, that type of that can, whole QAnon conspiracy thing that has no no basis in reality, Dave. There's no substance to prove this in any way. No, because if no. there was any substance behind it at all, there would be an Epstein trial, right? Something. Something. You'd be you'd be hanging pedophiles in some town square, right? Or in, at least in a prison, whatever. You'd be getting pedophiles off the street. Well, after a while with the Catholic Church, Dave, people started speaking out, started paying attention. Investigations were done. People went to jail. Took a number of years. Maybe that's it. Maybe in like 10 or 15 years, we'll find out QAnon's real. I, I, maybe we will. I don't know. But as of right now, it's like, don't you have to have some proof to believe this, the outlandish stuff? Yeah, you do. You know, it, that's, that's only fair. You know, I'm all for locking up Hillary, Dave. If you can prove that she did some bad stuff and, and you can actually prove it, then lock her up. Right. We have corroboration that Epstein is a bad guy. We have corroboration that Bill Clinton's been on his island, been on his plane, right? It's not just not just unsubstantiated talk. We have corroboration. Multiple witnesses saying the same thing and all their stories add up. Yeah, so I'm I'm all for that. You got witnesses, you got testimony, you got corroborating evidence. You know, time to go to trial. You know, I if people are doing the bad things, Dave, I want them to pay for it. I no don't care who it is. Their job is, right? Yeah, I don't care who it is. I'm I, I'm not on Hillary Clinton's team. I'm a big Bernie Sanders fan, David, as you know, and as people that have listened to us in the past will certainly know that. But if Bernie's found to be guilty of crimes and there's evidence and witnesses and corroborating testimony, hang him high. Then go to jail. You're yeah, done. Exactly. And I, and I, you know, I just want to second that, that, you know, I think people that have heard me at all know that I don't, yeah, personality is way down the line. It's policies first, consistency, right? I want, like, you know, I want to, and, and here's Bernie again, standing up, loud, you know standing by himself almost consistent on all these issues for 40 years right mm -hmm. who else can say that 
most of uh, most of the standing Democrats have flip flopped on a bunch of the issues that Bernie's been on the right side of history with. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of his, Dave. I want to see these things come to fruition. I hope they do under a, a potential Biden presidency. Um, but then we'll see, David, if it works or not. You know, and then I will be the first guy to say if the numbers come back and they're not good and if observable reality tells us, Dave, that these things aren't working, I'm not going to make excuses for it. Right. You're not going to cling to a Biden presidency to save face. Right. I'll just you know what I was. And, and look, you know me, Dave, I'm like, I, you know, I'm under no illusions that uh, Joe Biden is going to save us, that he's yeah. the, that he's the answer. I hope that he is, but I'm not like, you know, woohoo, Joe Biden. Woohoo. You know, this is a centrist Democrat, this corporate Democrat thing. It's going to be great. All I know right now is Donald Trump, a tax cheat, a racist, a, a guy who's, you know, is talking about violence. If he doesn't win, this guy is, you want this guy to be four more years of this? He's undermining our institutions. He's undermining our democracy. I mean, Dave, he's flat out come out and said it. And this, nobody can argue this anymore. He Tell says me, he'll, he'll abide he, by a free and fair election if he wins. Right. And in the debate, he actually said, he alluded to the fact that he wants uh, the Supreme Court to end up picking the winner. Right. Which, Which means his Supreme Court. So, yeah. So basically, Dave, what, what do I call that? That's massive voter suppression. That's what that is. Massive yeah. voter suppression. Now, your voters, you don't matter. We'll just let it to the Supreme Court, which, you know, looks like the Republicans are going to have a six to three advantage with like three people that Trump has recently appointed. Right. That sound, does that sound like democracy to you? It sure doesn't to me. No, not even close. It's a hostile takeover. <clears throat> what it looks like. And I, I, I hope there's a way, Dave, that the Democrats can make sure this doesn't happen. But I, I don't know. How exactly do you do that? It doesn't look like you can do that. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll have to see how this plays out. But really, are these are so many Americans and, and even other politicians, these high rank, are they really going to be OK with this? You could really yeah. just to have your guy in power. You're going to just circumvent American democracy. Let all these ideals fall by the wayside. Just so you can have four more years of Donald Trump so he can avoid Dave being prosecuted for crimes. Because that's where he's at right now. Because he knows once he's he no longer has the cloak of protection about being, you know, the president of the United States where you can't indict a sitting president. I thought no man was above the law, Dave. What Why happened? Yeah, thank you for stopping on that. Why can't you indict a sitting president? If the evidence is there of a crime, it, it, it's a crime. So are you telling me he literally could shoot somebody on fifth avenue and then you can't pro i mean that, that's, that's kind of the stuff that, that bill barr's talking about nope you can't do it he's a president that's, that's what you're telling me right that's pretty much it is that you legally could not indict him for first degree fucking murder 
Uh, that's what we're talking about. Right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's insanity, Tony. It's absolutely nuts. And now, okay, now so let's tone it back because that's the ultimate example in your face of of how ridiculous this law is, right? But let's reel it back to something that's plausible. The emoluments, um, just you know, stacking money in your whole family's pockets absolute brutal 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 proven corruption you can't really and if it's illegal i mean it's one thing if the if you're corrupt but you're taking advantage of all these loopholes we should fix these loopholes but i get it you can't pro you can't prosecute somebody for taking advantage of what is but if they're breaking the law then you sure as fuck should be able to right and as president, and I, I feel the same way about the president as I do about the police, Tony. If you're a policeman, you and I didn't swear an oath to be a good citizen, right? But a cop swore a fucking oath. Now, if you betray that oath and become a criminal, you should kind of be an example for the rest of society so that no other cops do that, right? It would seem so. Otherwise, you're kind of saying it's okay to do that. And I feel the same way in politics. If you can't prosecute the president, then that just says you got to get high enough in politics to play, you know, to play with the big boys. Like, Whoa. Hey, look, Dave, I'm all for, like I said, do you really have the evidence? You have to have it in a situation where it can't be some you know, partisan thing where they go, oh, we don't like this guy. Let's let's go after him. Do right, you have right, right. evidence that warrants an investigation? Yeah. Do you or not? And then if you do, that investigation should have teeth. Right? Exactly. Not, not just you resign with your tail between your legs. No, hell no. You do the... You do the political equivalent of hanging them in, in the town square. You prosecute them, put them in jail, not in some fucking country club ass estate jail, you know, like Epstein got where you got to come and go. And yeah, no, you're in jail, motherfucker. You're done. <laughs> yeah. You're in a little cell and you may or may not get TV. Well, like, yeah, like you're like the guy who got caught selling drugs. That's it. You know, this is this is the kind of situation you're in. Right. No different, no better, no worse. Right. Same right. same cell. There shouldn't be varying degrees of cells, right? Just because you're rich and powerful, you know. Doesn't because mean you get yeah, Formica and fucking no IKEA furniture. Fuck that. If there's no consequences, and I think we're seeing that a lot with Donald Trump, all the, all the screw-ups that he's been involved in. Well, it, there's no consequences for him, Dave. So why shouldn't he continue to do the things that he's doing? And, oh, and what, Jesus Christ, Tony. What it really does, Dave, it emboldens him, and his his fans see it as he Donald got away with it again. He just stuck his finger in their eye. And I think, Dave, a lot of them, they really kind of like that. That fires yeah. a victim more of a rebel or something. 
Well, you know what the neocons behind the scenes are thinking, right? Like, wow, I can't believe he got away with that. How much further can we go next time? Right. Right. right? I totally believe that, you know, and I think a lot of them knock him out. Will not admit that he ever made any mistakes or did anything wrong, but I think a lot of them, Dave, are like, oh, I love that he gets away with, I just love that he can do this. I think, Dave, there is an autocratic streak running through the Republican Party. Well, through through the elites that are funding both parties, for sure. But I, I think, like, when our friend Eddie sees this kind of stuff, Dave, I don't know whether Eddie thinks that he's that Trump doesn't commit crimes or not, but I almost have this feeling of, like, when Trump gets away with something, that's what Eddie's turned on to. That's he what he feels he, is really cool. Yeah, he's somehow like he's a Robin Hood, right? But he, but he, but Trump's the furthest thing from a Robin Hood. He's stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. Well, see, I, I wouldn't even think of it as a Robin Hood, Dave. I would just think of it as somebody who gets away with stuff. You know, to somebody who right. gets away with it. And that's the left wing is trying to get him or those evil liberals are out to get him. But, oh, but Trump let, always wins in the end. But let's look at what he's getting away with. This this cares, uh, you know. Whatever the hell they're calling it, the cares uh, stimulus package. Thank you. Uh, that's being called the largest transfer of wealth upwards in 100 years, Tony. Wow. Because it all went to corporations. Like you and I were talking about off air about Ruth's fucking Chris. I <clears throat> let me just you gotta give me a second here, Tony. You know <laughs> how I feel about this place. Oh my god. Ruth's Chris. What's your fucking name? Just tell me your name. Up against the wall. Tell me your name. It's Ruth's Chris. What's your name? Is it Ruth or fucking Chris? Driving me crazy, right? Like what the fuck is the name of the place? Oh, it's it's Chris's Steakhouse, but it's a franchise and it's owned by what? Figure out your fucking name first of all. So I'll never eat there, and I never have. I think you told me you ate there once, and it was good. Yeah, no, it, it's a good place, you know. But all right, but fuck them. I didn't. I why why the S on the end of roof? Your, your like, name is grammatically incorrect, and I don't like it, okay? Well, it's, it's like Ruth's owns Chris. Right. Ruth owns Chris, right? That's how we would look at that? Right. So explain that to me. I don't I know. I can't. I don't know what the hell that means. I have no idea what the history is behind that. It's Chris's Steakhouse, but Ruth bought him out, and Ruth will be damned if it's just Chris's Steakhouse? Like what? <laughs> right? Something. Something like that. So anyway, that those motherfuckers got a bunch of bailout money. And, you know, when we're facing the largest, you know, uh, uh, you know highest unemployment rates in since the Great Depression, what the hell are we doing bailing out steakhouses? Like, really? Was there a line around the block at steakhouses? No, there was a line around the block at soup kitchens. So what the fuck is that, right? But that's what that is, is bailing out the rich with our fucking money. And, but who signed off on that? Nancy fucking Pelosi, right? 
So she can do oh. her little impeachment dance. She can tear up, her, you know, the president's fucking speech. And he can do all this theater. But when it comes down to it, she is the one that can block anything he proposes from happening because she's got what's called the power of the purse, right? She, she signs the check, ultimately. And if she doesn't sign it, it doesn't get funded. But guess what? He signed the fucking check for $80 billion for the border wall, $132 billion for a military increase, not just for this year, but for every year. So in the next 10 years, $132 billion a year, our military budget is going to increase $1 trillion, right? Sickening. Sickening. Absolutely sickening. Flint, Michigan still doesn't have drinkable water, but we're going to give a trillion to the military because, you know, we need to do that. Because we already spend more than the next seven, eight, whatever it is, countries combined. I heard 12, but, you know. Uh, whatever it is, it's uh, it's an obscene amount of money that, um, yeah. I mean, so many people that are, that are investigating this say we could we could cut 30, 40% out of it and still be number one, save ourselves several hundred billion dollars a year. I've always been a fan of one call. And you know what he says? He says we could do a 75% reduction and still be number one. Who is this now? Ron Paul, not Ron Paul, but Ron Paul. Paul, That's one of the things I've, I've, I've been in full agreement with him for years on that. He's the guy who says, hey, you know, we marched right in. We can just march right out. And I don't know if, if that's necessarily true, Dave, but I right. like the idea. Right. I tell you that. I like the idea. He, he reminds me of fucking Ross Perot. You know, he just I think he just kind of says it like it is. I mean, there's certain things like, you know, other things I don't agree with him, you know, um, as far as that the whole libertarian idea that, you know, you shouldn't have social programs and, and things like that. So I'm not a big fan of that. But his thoughts on the military, Dave, I, you know, I would really like to try at least some of this and see how it goes for a while. I, you know, why couldn't we, Dave, you know, have, um, you know, next fiscal year or whatever, just said, OK, we're going to cut 15 percent out of the military across the board. And a couple and- of years later. We're going to cut 15 more percent out of the mill, you know, and just see how it works. And we're going to create jobs programs where all those people are going to train to be like solar, you know, installers or salespeople, you know, in the, in a growing industry, you pick the industry, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you do an integrative thing where, yeah, we're going to cut back on all these people, but we're going to create jobs that those people have been trained for. Sounds a whole lot better to me. And then simple shit. You start, you know, apprenticeship programs, intern, you know, apprenticeship programs and internship programs or internships that lead to apprenticeship programs and of every high school wood shop, metal shop, auto shop, right? Well, we're going to really, you know, if we're going to have this massive infrastructure spending over the next 10 to 20 years, Dave, like they've been talking about that we really need, we're going to need people that have those kind of skills. Right. 
And it can't be this kind of thing now where it's a disconnect. You get out of high school, you got no skills and like nobody wants to hire an inexperienced carpenter. Well, where do you get your fucking experience? Yeah. Right? There you go. There needs to be an apprenticeship program, right? Like somebody paints the school every 10 years. Why isn't it the, the students that are in the painting apprenticeship program? Sounds reasonable. Why do you pay some for-profit company to come in for a hundred grand and paint it when you could be teaching people how to, you know, put bread on, on the table? You know, and Dave, if we have right? these companies, why couldn't we say to them, look, what we'll do for you guys is we'll give you a tax break if you hire and train X number of interns. There you go. For yeah. every X, yeah, for every X amount of 17-year-olds that you hire with zero experience, we'll give you this much off your taxes. Right. It's like instead of like just giving Jeff Bezos, you know, across the line tax cuts and, and tax benefits. Like, Where we look, get nothing. You got to put back into the economy to get those benefits. Right. You, exactly. You want to you get a little? Well, you got to give a little. And that's... That's where the Democrats absolutely fucking suck. And, you know, the only person that's calling them out on this is that I see is, is Jimmy Dore. Um, really? And, and, and what he's saying is you can't just. He's criticizing people who have just sworn to be Democrat no matter what, because, well, now you've given it away. They don't they don't have to earn your vote. They just get it no matter what they do. No, especially right now, we need to pressure the Democratic Party into like, if you don't fucking do Medicare for all, fuck you. I'll, I'll go third party just just to spite you. And you I think a lot of a, a lot of the ladies out there would know, Dave, you know, like, what's that saying, lady? If uh, the cow gives away the why buy the cow if you're giving the milk away for free type of thing. Thank you. Heard and, of that. Uh, and even if you don't plan on using that ace and the ace you have in your back pocket, we need to flex that muscle right now because that's all we have. Because Nancy Pelosi gave away our biggest bargaining chip, which was the fucking corporate bailout. They just they did the corporate bailout before they bailed out, you know, people. And, you know, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I posted a thing on Facebook. It was the Jimmy Dore show talking and, and, and it was uh, showing Nancy Pelosi in an interview on a morning talk show. And she flat out said, Tony, that she will not allow any stimulus check to go out just so that Donald Trump can have his name on it. Jeez. So she basically said without saying it, that she won't allow stimulus money to go out until after the election. Yeah, that's you're, you're openly playing politics now, and that's just not what we need at this time. Right. And the person interviewing her was on it and was like, well, what's the difference if people get relief? Whose fucking name is on the check? Who cares? Right. Yeah, because she's I don't want it to be a win for Donald Trump. But what you're doing is you're showing a loss for yourself when people know this, because now right. I know that you're playing politics here. And it's just diminished. It's diminished you in my eyes. 
immeasurably because of the situation, right? Because you're talking about people fucking hurting during COVID. Yeah, the, the problem with it, though, Dave, is that because of the way Donald Trump has run the country the last few years and all the crap that he has done and gotten away with to this point, um, he's made it so bad. And then, you know, the, the, the tax situation that he's going through right now, the, the lies about COVID that, he's, that he has to own up to at some point. Dave, he's made it almost as if the Democrats can be horrible. They don't, they don't have a standard to live up to. What are we going to do, yeah. vote for Donald Trump? I mean, that's just, yeah. that's a sad state of affairs. It really is. Well, it really is. And I don't know about you, but I think this is pretty much a low point in our lifetime. No um, question about that. This is the worst year, you know, as far as this country goes. And, and as you know, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat of an historian, you know. Um, as far as it goes, this is clearly the worst year in my lifetime. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And there's no gleaming beacon of hope on the horizon. I mean, like we were kind like I was kind of joking about the entire fucking West Coast is on fire. And I didn't even know it was bad as you said. You told me about Utah, Montana, and uh, right, and Nevada, Washington State, Wyoming, Colorado. It's like, oh my god, Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, people in Chicago, Dave, are are smelling smoke. In Chicago, Illinois, smelling smoke. Like, oh my god, that is the kind of craziness that we're going through. I'm 53 years old, Tony, and I live about uh, 30 miles from where where we grew up. And I want to move away to where it rains a lot because I'm really scared about this shit. You know, I've been evacuated <laughs> twice. My mom's been evacuated three times. The air quality has been absolutely horrible every summer for five years. Like, when do you when do you call it and be like, all right. I'm tapping out, you know? Yeah, I, I'm not anywhere near that point yet, Dave. But, you know, like when I, I told you earlier about uh, my friend Roger, he and his wife are having a, a brand new house built for them, um, 1,500 square feet out in the Kansas City metropolitan area for $189,000. Now, they have their problems out there, too, but everything's not on fire. I'll deal, I'd rather deal with icy, cold, snowy winters, Dave, than deal with, like, smoke-filled summers. Well, you know they're in Hurricane Alley, too, right? They are. Nowhere I mean, is going to uh, be perfect, that's for sure. I'm sorry, Tornado Alley. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, he just told me, as a matter of fact, the house that they're having built does not have a basement. And he's like, whoa, really? <laughs> you don't have a basement in tornado country. Where's your fucking storm shelter? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know? And he's like, he said, what, I, what was it, three years ago or something like that? Four years? I forgot what he said. But, you know, not that long ago, one tore into that area, Dave. And sure enough, took several houses with it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I would never live there without a storm shelter. Are you kidding? I mean, I, you know, that's if, if there was a good reason to have a basement, there it is. You know, get Dude, underground. That, 
shuttered like, in place. That'd be like building a tree house in, in, in a forest in California. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's like signing on to be a fireman right now. Used to yeah. be a great job. I don't know about now, guys. Seems pretty deadly the last four or five, you know, what? I don't know, at least three years. Exactly. Anybody signing on now has got to have a hero complex. Like, why? Right. Why would you do that? No, I get that. But like you say, hey, Deb, I could see that. And, and all more power to him. If he was like, you know what? We really need this right now. And God got other people to do it. God bless you. Because I couldn't do it. No, I'm saying it, nothing against him. God bless him. Quite the opposite. I couldn't do it. Well, it's it's not a good job around here right now, Dave. And it hasn't been for a few years. Like in years past, being a fireman was a great job. Sir, you, got, you might have to risk your life here and there. Absolutely. That's part of the job. But it just, you know, you could go years and years, Dave, without having serious fires to deal with. There were without some. Without ever having your life on the line. Right. You know, and now it's like, I don't know how many firefighters have been killed or injured, Dave, but it seems like these fires are burning hotter and faster <laughs> and traveling farther. I mean, you know, you see some of these footage, Dave, and, you know, they're out fighting a blaze. And then all of a sudden it looks like, wow, this thing's over. We don't have control over this. And now we're freaking sorry. You've seen the, the, the footage where. The guy's driving in a in some kind of vehicle with the camera looking out, and they're surrounded by fire. Yeah. I mean, like my life is my life is hanging by a thread here. And if the fire doesn't kill me, the smoke's gonna kill me. Yeah, no, two weeks, two weeks ago here, they uh three weeks ago now, maybe in Sonoma County the sheriff's helicopter rescued some firemen that had gotten surrounded by the flame. Wow. You know, one of them got all fucked up, but they got him out. But the guys, you know, got third degree burns all over. Yikes. Can you imagine? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just, it's not something I'd ever want to deal with, Dave. I mean... When I when I think about fire, I'm trying to get away from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thank God those brave young men are running towards it. Granted, some of them are prisoners, so they're trying to avoid getting butt raped by Bubba, you know, but <laughs> Jeez. Talk about pick your poison. <laughs> right. And, and that's a whole nother fucked up thing. And Kamala Harris is guilty of this. She didn't want to cut down on, on the overcrowding of of the jails in San Francisco because she said, quote unquote, our prison work program is doing so well. Um, so these and, and what she was referring to is nonviolent drug prisoners going out to join the fire lines at $2 a day. So total slave labor. And now imagine, so you're a nonviolent drug person. Well, hell yeah. Wouldn't you fucking rather fight a fire than fight off Bubba? I, I would think so, Dave, but you get into some of those scenarios, there's just, there's no good option for you. There just isn't. Um, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, 
come on, there's one in every group that's like, oh, hell no, Bubba's kind of cute. But beyond that, I mean, you know. Yeah, I just, I'm looking yeah. at it like damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right, exactly. So rock in a hard place, right? Put them back. <laughs> you caught between a cock, I mean, a rock and a hard place. <laughs> a real hard place. <laughs> and that's a, and that gets to be a real hard. Really yeah. grim. Yeah, super grim, right? Like, we're joking about it, but I mean, I'm talking about some of the most brutal things in our society. And, you know, you got to laugh about it or else you'll cry, right? That's pretty grim. There's just pretty no grim. other way to look at it. But, uh, you know, it's fucked up, Tony. So with this latest fire thing, it, there was a, a moment there where if the winds would have picked up, it would have retraced the same exact fire line that that we experienced during the Tubbs fire in 2017. Mm. Would have gone through the same two neighborhoods and burned down all the houses that are being rebuilt. Now, uh, this, this totally pissed me off because there was no legislation put in place to make sure that they're stucco houses with tile roofs and that that there's all these safety improvements done, right? No, just normal wood houses again with asphalt, flammable fucking asphalt shingle roofs. In this area that we know now burns every 60 years. So literally zero improvement. What the fuck is that? I don't know. You know, Dave, what can we do about this? I mean, do, do we need to rake the leaves up? Do we need to, to, to do better forest? What is it called? <laughs> forest? I don't know. It, it, does Trump have a point when he says that? I don't, I don't know, Dave. What can well, we do to make this better? Well, he's got a point to, to a point, right? So it's not, it's not on this. First of all, let's look at the big picture. It's not on the states, right? Because of all the forest land in California, 10% of it is state forest. The majority of our forests are BLM, Bureau of Land Management, and mm-hmm. federal forests or national forests, right? So there has to be an integrated effort of forest management. But what's been going on since the 80s is that they haven't been doing con- excuse me, controlled burns. So you've had this accumulation of fuel on the forest floor. So when, when, a, when an area finally does go up, it, it's just, it burns out of control. Right. Whereas if you're doing these controlled burns every 10, 15 years, you don't have that accumulation of, of fuel, Right. That would make sense. So that's one of one of the real keys um, is management nationwide. But it, but it's you know it's it's a federal meets the state level, and Trump's using that as a political tool, saying, "Oh, well, these are all Democratic states that are going up in fire." Right. He's politicizing. You know? He's politicizing fire. Right. And, and, and in reality, 
their federal lands that are burning. So get in there and put the fucking fire out. Now, riddle me this. The f- so I learned there's one huge super tanker for the entire world for firefighting. So why the hell is that? Why doesn't California have 10 tankers? Why doesn't Washington have 10? Oregon has 10. Montana, Colorado, right? Wherever the fuck you need them. What is this? Like, oh, it's coming from from Australia? Like, what? That doesn't work. That's insane. If anything is proved to us, the last couple of years has absolutely proved, uh, guys, we probably need to have a lot more water in that we can access in this area quickly. At the drop of a dime. We right. need to be able to soak some of this area like within, like right now. Like, yes. You know? Exactly. And... You know, so I think anything else is just politics, you know. I mean, how much is this costing us fighting off all these burns? So why don't we spend that money ahead of time to make sure we can handle the outbreak of fire much more quickly and much more easily? Yeah, I was watching this one vineyard owner was saying they've had to develop a a firefighting division for their vineyard because he can't rely on the fire department to save his investment. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? That is brutal. So he's like, I got to have my own fire department because I can't trust that the fire department will be there. Wow. Oh my God. God help us, Tony. That's a sad state of affairs. You know. I have to have a private fire department. That is sad. Pretty fucking sad, right? And that says a lot. That says everything. Like, wow. It's stretched that thin. Because fucking socialism. (laughs) But meanwhile, you know. We can afford to keep bombing seven countries like it ain't going, you know, like it's going out of style. Ridiculous. We got so many things, Dave. We just got our priorities completely backwards. Yeah. And until until we get a larger percentage of people, Dave, that see it this way and just go, I've had enough of this, you know, it's it's just not gonna change. Right. Until we get the Eddie and I'm not going to say his last name up. Right. <laughs> the world to go BLM. Nothing's going to change, right? No. But somehow they got brainwashed into thinking that they need to fight BLM. <laughs> so we're in a crazy predicament right now, man. Well, until they just look at the situation, Dave, and understand that in so many of these things, folks, we're all in this together. That's it. With fires and viruses and 
you know, this unbelievably mounting debt that we're now seeing ourselves. Dave, the debt was going up. The deficit was exploding under Trump before COVID. Yeah. Okay. It was already going to like $24 trillion worth of debt. We were back to George Bush levels of deficit after Obama had gotten it down, you know, from 1.3 to 500 billion. It's back up to Bush levels. And now because of COVID and because of our terrible response to COVID, we keep, we need to keep dumping what another trillion dollars into it. It just never, it never goes away. And Dave, we only collectively did only as a, uh, as an entire country community, can we solve these problems? We, these are not going to be solved by individuals and our rugged individualism, Dave, and our pioneering spirit, you know, those, those just absolutely ridiculous sayings they have for not wanting to, you know, have social programs and tax the rich. That's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our pioneering spirit, pioneering spirit, pioneers. We're not pioneers for God's sake. We didn't come here in covered wagons, you and me, Dave. There's no, you know, we don't need covered wagons anymore. We need good social policies, Dave, to help us through these times. And yet we have one party that will just absolutely look you in the face and say, that's evil socialism and it's never worked and it never will work. And that's just what kills me because that it's never worked argument has been debunked a million times, but you got to look for it, right? Like, okay, Venezuela didn't work. Well, actually it totally worked in Venezuela until we kept fucking with them and fucking with them and fucking with them through sanctions, through uh, attempted assassination plots. There's all this stuff that's come out on how we've been fucking with Venezuela for decades. You know, we, overthrew Chile's government. We overthrew Iran's democratic government. You know, we don't overthrow. It it seems like we end up overthrowing the leader that we put in place. <laughs> time after time again. It never seems like we'll overthrow your leader and then that's going to be a good end result. No, it's never a good end result. And then the people end up Swinging back hardcore the other way, fuck the United States, which, you know, it all makes sense. But, you know, that's looking at cause and effect and history. Well, history doesn't matter right now, Dave. No. Science, science definitely doesn't matter, Dave. Facts, yeah. <laughs> Facts, yeah. That doesn't matter. I mean, we're in a, we're in a situation, Dave, where we have a big part of the population that is so angry at uh, the, um, the uprisings. Okay. And yet they're never willing to look at what caused the conflict in the first place. That never seems to even be part of the, the narrative, you know, Hey, gee, you know what? If cops don't kill unarmed people, we probably wouldn't have had all that rioting. Thank you, Tony, because is doesn't everybody have something? I, well, at least let me rephrase that. I hope everybody has something that they would go smash a window for. 
right? No, no matter, like, you know what I you know what I mean. Like, yeah. if, if yeah, the brown shirts were dragging yeah. people out of their houses, I know Tony Schultz would would be in the streets throwing a wet brock a brick through a window. It, if if I saw some of these things that are going on, Dave, if you were like suppressing my rights, you know, and if my family and I were like now we're homeless because of things like that. And right. You know, yeah, you know what? what that's the time you, yeah, you can get people angry enough to where the average, you know, normal run of the mill guy right out there, you know, law abiding, you know, go to work everyday person is going to pick up a pitchfork. That's, that's it. it. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think we're far from that. I think the only reason they've avoided that is they 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 fucking misdirected the anger, you know, through through the bait and switch kind of thing. Well, when you have Colin Kaepernick kneeling at a football game, Dave, in a peaceful, silent protest, and then you have the president of the United States and so many people on the right, Dave. Just absolutely hor horrified by this whole thing. How could he do this? Oh my God, these ungrateful athletes. It's like, well, wait a minute, you guys. This is not about hating America. Why did you get hate America out of this? Yeah, kick him out of the NFL. You know? And it's like, oh, so you don't like peaceful, silent protests? Well, here's some other protests that I think you're not going to like. Yeah. Either you take the fucking quiet, peaceful one, or you're going to get the brick through the window one. It's your choice, right? Yeah, maybe we should try to understand a little bit of the peaceful one. Let's try to let's try to understand where he's coming from on this. Yeah, but and no. you know what? You know what blows me away on that, Tony? Is and I saw I saw this on the Joe Rogan podcast. <clears throat> Joe Rogan had Kaepernick on his show. And he was trying to get to the bottom of it. Joe Rogan's a really open-minded guy. Kaepernick interviewed soldiers and said, hey, do you think this form of protest would dishonor veterans or the flag? And he wanted to make sure he did not do that. So this has nothing to do with the flag, nothing to do with our troops. It's only a protest against police brutality. But mm -hmm. somehow it was twisted into, he hates America. Right. That's exactly it. And no, those people are fucking wrong. He doesn't. And he's doing, he's using what is great about America to protest. Right? <laughs> his freedom, his Bill of Rights, and his liberty to do a nonviolent protest that if you didn't get your fucking man panties in a bunch, wouldn't affect your life at all. Right? Dave, I've got uh, several friends, Jason, um, Andy, and um, Ron, who, all of them sports fans, will not watch sports anymore because of that. Colin Kaepernick and these, well, I guess, you know, the riots have taken, uh, have been a part of it. You know, the whole BLM thing has, has been a part of it, but you know, it's like, you guys are pissed off at this. 
Okay, this has really got you, and you're just going to just forget about sports. You know, you can't do it. That's your protest, and that's fine. That's their protest, and it's a peaceful, silent protest. But some of the stuff that Donald Trump... Couldn't agree more, Tom. Well, looks like Tony and I got disconnected, but we had a great conversation. And thank you for tuning in to And Another Thing with Dave for another episode. Uh, if you log on to anchor.fm or the app or on your computer, um, you can leave me commentary. You can actually leave me a one-minute audio message. Um and I can include that in a in an episode. So if you have a favorite episode, feel free to comment. And I will include your audio in that episode. Thanks for tuning in. Stay vigilant. Keep fighting.